Eels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be De Beer. G'day and welcome to the Green and Gold Rugby podcast, the podcast that's getting you over the game line and everything to do with Australian and tonight, world <laughs> rugby. So we're on the eve of, my God, another Rugby World Cup. They sneak up on you these days. And um, joining me tonight, I've got the old school cast. Uh, I've got Reg, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Um, just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Yeah, for a little while. Now, just, just take a little while to discuss this. Oh. So you've <laughs> you've decided to go on a family holiday, um, <laughs> an extended family holiday, to uh, a place that will that should get I should get pretty good coverage of rugby over there, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, of all the places you could have chosen, probably um, the US of A is the one that's least likely to be showing anything to do with well well no actually maybe that's changed but I, I, no I, I did do right. I did do a bit of research and please if there's a listener out there that can provide me better advice than this I did some decent research as to how I can watch it and I think if I pay 200 or 300 dollars American to NBC or someone I can get live streams <laughs> of the game so um just contemplating that at the moment I'll see if I can watch a, a game while I'm um riding the new Millennium Falcon ride at Disneyland no, mate, I think it's time to discover the joys of VPNs and yep. um, go full full ninja um, hacker yep. squad. So just talk us through the timings of this. So you're taking your thing oh. on the proper, you know, full <laughs> this Griswold is, This is the Griswold holiday. holiday. <laughs> yes, yes. Which, which I think we could all relate to and we could all go, oh, that's fantastic. But <laughs> it's just, just talk us through the dates. Oh, mate. Yeah, so I leave on September 20th, which would be the first game of the Rugby World Cup. Um, and I get back uh, two weeks later, uh, missing the two biggest Australian games of the pool games. But that's all right, yeah. because the next weekend I've got my sister-in-law's wedding um, during <laughs> the next round of big rugby matches too. So I'm, yeah, rugby expert. I'm really looking forward to us. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone very quiet talking about rugby the last. You, you must have been planning this for a while, or did? Or, or did I have, uh, I have, and I reckon I only recognised the conflict of dates um, this last four weeks. <laughs> I, think, I think I finally decided to download the World Cup draw into my um, my calendar on my phone. I just went, oh shit. <laughs> well, Wallabies rugby is something that's better parked. It's like yes. it's best not something to live in the real world. It's just too damaging in your brain. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Unless you're able to live with complete dissonance, like our next guest can, and stay up about Wallabies rugby no matter what goes on. It's Hugh, mate. How are you? I'm great. It's a World Cup. It's everything <laughs> that we've been planning for and building to. You know, for the last four years. You know, it's the, the time where legends are made. Gentlemen, yes. and this is going to be fantastic. And and actually, not only is it just a, a, another World Cup, but it's probably, dare I say, the most open and exciting World Cup we've we've seen for for many a year. Um, mm-hmm. With you know the All Blacks probably not at their best, you'd suggest, and a few other teams circling around. Um, you know, you, you could probably mount a case for for any of 
dare I say it, six or seven teams to win this title, which is probably more than far more than normal. So um, it's it's going to be sensational. Which and, is, of course, the per- perfect time to go to Antarctica on holiday. Which <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> is about and, the only um, place that you're less likely to, to catch the World Cup than the USA. <laughs> well, that, that's right. And look, I've decked the submarine out, you know, with everything <laughs> that I need. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure about the TV reception, but still, we'll see. <laughs> we I hear you are reached doing... the poll just for the final. We are doing our rugby credibility no end of damage at the moment. Well, here. see, Reg, you assume we have any at this point in time, <laughs> and I think long-time listeners of the podcast will have realised that we lost oh. that probably around 2016. So, well, yes. I was thinking, I was thinking about that because you know, I was. I was Listening to the egg chasers, um, I mean, probably shouldn't mention these competing podcasts as if the, as, as if we're even in the same zone anymore. But yeah. um, you know, and, and you're just listening to them, and just they're so into it, right? They're oh. so across. And sorry, I know that I shouldn't put this on. Like Reg, you, you're you know massively, you know, NRC women's rugby still holding the flag, doing a great, great job. I like to think I'm representing. I'm your every man. Right. Yep. So that, that's what I've taken on. I didn't think I'd get there. You know, somebody who started up this little old web blog back in the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, I've been buffeted on the winds of Australian rugby and I think a lot of us had been. So I think I'm holding that flag. And so coming in here a little bit ropey um, and a little bit you know, more on the ashes high rather than a, a rugby one. Um, I think is okay. Or so I say ashes damp squid. We might even throw that in as an extra question. But look, let's get this show on the road then. It's great to have you guys on board. And we've got, um, um, uh, like, I, I was going to say the A team. Like, this team is is, is growing. So Jamie Miller um, can't yes. join us tonight because he's little one. He's, you know, brand new bub, um, is um, just a little bit ill, but is literally two weeks old. Touch wood, sounds like everything's okay, but big shout out to you, mate. Congratulations. Um, lots of great positive changes happening in his life at the moment. And, um, uh, yeah, well, it, as usual, he's not on the podcast, but it's good to know that that's all going on. What, anyway. a, great, what a great year for green and gold rugby, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Australian, you know, where the Wallabies have failed, we've succeeded as people. And I think that's what people really <laughs> listen to this for. It's rugby, matches, it's more... Ma- matches and hatches. That's yeah. right. New jobs <laughs> too. Doing. New jobs, family yeah. trips. It's all. It's all happening. So yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we're making new wallabies. That's what we're doing. We're investing <laughs> in the future. Um, so here we go. Here's going to be the top five tonight. How will we go at the World Cup? Number one. Number two. Who will win it? Oh, geez, these are, you know, <laughs> that's the big gnarly <laughs> questions. Like we didn't pull any punches here, Hugh. Um, three. Which underdog will surprise? It sounds like it needs some background knowledge. Could be a struggle. Uh, four, <laughs> which big gun will falter? And number five, who will be the player of the tournament in brackets, if not Bernard Foley? Right. So <laughs> let's get this show on the road um, before he jets off to the States. Reg, how are we going to go at the World Cup? Oh, I... um. I enter this World Cup much the same way as I enter the 2015 World Cup with minimal confidence on our Wallaby performances. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, it's hard to, yeah, but it, yes, that's right. But it, 
it's hard to say that on the back of that epic Perth performance. I don't, not on the back of that. You know, that's a little while ago now. And, uh, you know, a couple of big things happened since then. But that was pretty astronomical. And I, I think like many Wallaby fans, I'll cling to that performance for quite a while. Um, but is it enough to, to give me, um, uh, you know, some certainty over our ability to, to, to firstly get out of our pool? Um, probably not. Probably not. I think we lost so much of it that the following week with that the the even bigger loss to New Zealand over at Eden Park. Um, so look, I I still have concerns about us getting out of our pool. Um, probably not as big of concerns as they were at the start of the year. I don't think I I was particularly worried about Fiji. You know, whales still concern me, but I was particularly worried about Fiji. But I, they haven't seemed to have come on or or melded as uh, much as I thought they would. Um, so perhaps I don't fear them as much. I, they'll be a challenge. But, um, you know, I, we'll get out of the pool probably just. Um, I can't see us going much further than that. Right. Okay. Thank you. Look, my prediction is for a semi-final. I think I think we'll probably fall in the semi-final. I think what, what Perth showed, and I think what we've probably known for a while with this team is, is we've we've got a game in us, you know. We might have two, and and what we saw at the 2015 World Cup was similar. I think we probably had two games in us, mm. England and potentially Wales, and we then sort of skirted through th- um, on a, on what you would call the easier side of the draw um, from that point on. And and I think whether it's against Wales in the pool game or it's against England in the quarter final, um, if we lose, if we drop a drop a pool game at some point. Um, I think we've probably got one big game in us, and that is probably enough to see us through to the semi-final. Um, and yeah, look, it, but anything can happen in this World Cup. I, I, I maintain that I don't think any particular fan base is is coming into this full of confidence. Um, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, we're going to, you know, we're a real shot at winning the World Cup. I think that's a that's a real long shot. But I think um, I'm probably not as afraid about getting out of the pool as some others might be. But um, I think the, that key is if we can come out on, on top in pool D, then then we've got a slot, you know, obviously then it looks like either France or Argentina in the quarterfinal and um, Ireland potentially or South Africa in the semifinal or New Zealand. So well, it's so up in the air. But as I said, my, my logic is we've probably got one or two games in us if we can catch that Perth lightning in a bottle um, and that probably gets us to the semi. If we can do it again, then then we're in the final, and who knows? But uh, I think that's probably where we'll be. Yeah, look, I I think you guys are right. Although, even as the journeyman who's kind of tuned out a little bit, tuned back in, doesn't quite look at the TV or hides behind the sofa, um, still hasn't watched the second half of Eden Park. Uh, yeah, and, right. I, and I don't think I ever will. Um, Why would you? Yeah, I don't think there's any need to. Here's the thing. I don't think World Rugby has come to deal with yet the Black Swan event that happened in Perth. I I, I don't think anyone has kind of really woken up. Because I think everyone just kind of went, oh, it was in Perth. For some reason, it doesn't matter. But you've got to realise, and I know you guys both touched on this, but... This Wallaby team put 47 freaking yeah. points on the All Blacks. No one's ever done it. 
And as you watch that game, and I'm going to go back and watch it. I think that's going to be my kind of rev up going into this World Cup. You go back and watch it, we absolutely pants them. It wasn't just some fluke somewhere or other, absolutely dominated in pretty much all facets. It was just an amazing performance. Now, this isn't like, oh, we did it against, I don't know, England on a bad day when they've had an Eddie Jones brain fart or something like that. This is the All Blacks. It doesn't, that just doesn't happen, right? We we, we all know that. So, yep. and, uh, you know, so you've got to say, and I know you guys both touched on this, but that's in the back pocket. Let's be honest. We know yep. this Wallabies team doesn't tend to do that week in, week out. We saw the next week and we saw what else had happened in, in the rugby championship. But here's the thing. As you said, Hugh, look at the draw. So if we don't slip up on Fiji, and in fact, if we can happen to get, you know, the 14th out of the last, sorry, um, 13 out of the last 14 wins against Wales, which is, you know, should be doable, should be possible. You've got a, we've got a bloody good draw. Like um, if we win the group, we end up against, I think it's Argentina or France, who you'd kind of go out of all the sort of top teams swirling around in there. You'd choose one of those two. Okay. And you, you kind of say a doable. Um, if you bugger it up, you probably end up against South Africa, who, um, yeah, not a, you know, we're kind of drawing. I'd say we're kind of neck and neck with at the moment, and we can, um, as long as we're not playing on the high belt somewhere. Actually, if we bugger you know, it up, it's a close sorry, game. Matt, I'll correct, I'll correct you. <laughs> if we bugger it up, we're probably against England. So it's it's the winner of. Oh no, you're right. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was I was jumping ahead yeah. there to um, the next round. Yeah, so yeah. it's England. Okay, yeah, much yeah. Tougher, but doable. They're not at Twickenham. You know, they're away. They're going to be in the heat uh, and all those and, and, and all the rest of it. So, and then if we get through that, then, sorry, if, if we're on the A grade, then I think at, at that point we kind of, then we maybe bump up against, uh, uh, no, no, actually, no, it's, it's only if we're in the B grade then that we bump up against someone we, don't, we might not want, like a South Africa or a New Zealand, I think, is the way it kind of goes. But what I'm saying is, Everything is achievable up until probably semis, probably even final when we need to bring back out the black swan. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, it's there. It It is. We saw it. Perth happened as much as we were all so disappointed about all the other stuff that happened around it. I mean, you know, like I, I was listening to the egg chasers kind of going, oh, you know, do, do the Wallabies have a chance against Wales? We freaking put 47 points on the All Blacks. Wales have never beaten the freaking All Blacks. Mm. You know, so, and I'm not trying to be a rah-rah here because we all know our frailties. We go on about it all the time. All I'm saying is who else has got that, you know, I don't know, that 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 strange bullet in the chamber that, that they can pull because no one's actually ever done it before. Does that make sense? I mean, I just think we've got something that um, if it actually clicks and now we've got that kind of mental memory that yeah. we can pull over those guys. Yeah, and I think, you know, Checker's reputation as a tournament coach has a good opportunity. You know, we'll work well this tournament. It's a really interesting draw for the Aussies, isn't it? The fact that we start with our two hard games, harder games in the pool, Fiji and then Wales. And then we move in, with all due respect, to um, Uruguay and is it Russia after that, um, or Georgia after that, before we get into the 
the quarterfinals. So you almost get the sense they'll build for this first two weeks. Not quite, you know. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they decamp a little bit, let let the second team take over those two matches somewhat with some precautions around it before ramping up for that quarter cup final again um, on the, you know, what, the 19th of October or whatever. Whereas Wales won't necessarily have that um, luxury having to play Fiji in the middle there. It, it just it might provide that bit of tournament focus that uh, Checker seems to be able to pull out of the guys every now and again, or at least every four years. And where are you guys with the Perth game? So anomaly or something that you kind of go, hey, there's there's capability here. Hugh? Oh look, I, I think you know it was an anomaly in the in the sense that you know we we obviously haven't done that every week, but we it's always it's always been something we thought we were capable of. I don't think we can produce that sort of form consistently and have that particular set of circumstances um, come back again. But I mean, I don't think I don't think it's the the nature of what this team is. But nor do I think Eden Park is that either. I think we saw yeah. both extremes. You know, where one where you know for whatever reason um, we just turned up on the day. We had a few you know we had a bit of luck go go our way. Um, maybe even a few, you know, good decisions fall our way, and all of a sudden we, we made it count. And I think the exact opposite of that happened in Eden Park, where you know everything went complete opposite way, and and we, you know, um, it was one little tip pass from I think Reese Hodge that that ended up in the hands of of uh, Richie Mwanga, and and he's under the post, and all of a sudden that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, so I think we saw both extremes, and and you know we had that game against Samoa, which I think was a was a good enough. Uh, run in considering what it, what it was, which was just a you know last opportunity for some of the squaddies to to stretch their legs and and yeah we we did it relatively easily although we the second half was pretty ugly at times so I think yeah the the key for us to be honest and the reason why I'm I'm tending towards the more optimistic side is throughout these tests thus far is we actually have got a fit squad. Um, which is really great to see and, and a luxury that not many other teams have. We've got our key guys like Samu Karevi and Michael Hooper um, uh, coming in in full health and, and we've got stocks in the front row. Um, you know, the second row looks a, a bit sort of flimsy, but, you know, there's players all over the park that we know can do the job. So I think f- for the moment, um, you've you got to say we can be optimistic about hopefully getting getting all the way and, 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 and really doing ourselves proud. So I've talked myself into it, Matt. We're going to win it. <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's dead Lock set. it in. Um, Reg, what's that? Is it the Bob Dwyer saying you need five world-class players to make it? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's what and, he always and, and have we and have we got him? And do you believe in that? Um, I think I think it's more chicken and egg type stuff. I mean, if you win the World Cup, you'll end up having five world class players. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think if we yeah. had the start of that '91 World Cup, we probably had five world cup class. Uh, you know, five, five Jones, Liner, and and uh, Campisi, but others would make cases for other halfbacks and fly halves. But I think by the end of the World Cup, you know, we had those five and Eel stamped himself and a few Willie O and a few guys like that. Oh, look, yeah, it's it's harder these days. The competition competition's tighter than what it was then. Yeah, I think Hughes, Roddy, we've got to fit squad and I think the squad's capable of winning. It's now up to them to perform on the day like they did in Perth and didn't in in uh, Auckland. Okay. Awesome. Right. So, sounding to me, that's pretty much in the bag. So, um, 
which is <laughs> which is going well, to. We can move on to question three then. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a bit of cognitive dissonance then. So if it's not us, well, I'll let you have us as well if you want. But um, so who's going to win it? You got to put your house on it. Uh, Hugh. Look, someone's got to do it, and I'm saying it with the hope almost that it puts the jinx on it. But look, New Zealand. I think they <sighs> they still have the class edge. They're not as good as they've been in previous years, um, but. I just think that they have an intimidation factor. I, I will argue also that being in the same pool as South Africa is actually a good thing for them. Um, and they come up against the box this Saturday in yeah. what is going to be a block a blockbuster game that I don't think means that much in the context of the tournament, short of one team putting 40 on another. Um, and we saw it with England and South Africa in 2007. What they'll do is they'll they'll you know have a, have a game, have a hard-fought game, and then they'll both go to opposite sides of the draw where they'd be confident of beating whoever comes up against them on either side of the draw, and they might well meet again in the final. Um, um, so, can I just jump in there, Hugh? You, you say this weekend doesn't matter. There is one fact, and I say fact in the loosest sense of the word because I'm not entirely sure if it's true. I don't think a World <laughs> Cup winner has ever lost a game in a lost tournament. A so, yeah, yes. so I think they've I've always gone through well. a defeat. Yeah. Whoever loses this weekend has got no chance. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 um, yeah, we'll put that to one side. I, I think New Zealand win this weekend, and I think, I think they, if I'm tipping it, I, I suggest they probably go on. They've got that intimidation factor that gets them over, you know, a couple of teams, and I think, you know, it's, it's wide open, and I think you could make a case for England. You could certainly make a case for South Africa, who have been certainly the probably the the, the side with the most buzz about them coming into the tournament. You'd say um, Ireland have had a few patchy trial games, but you know based on their last 12, 18 months form, it is amazing. Um, but um, and obviously Australia and Wales being the world number one team would fancy their chances as well. Not to mention the French, who always turn up at World Cups. So. Yeah, look, um, anyone's guess. In which case, I'll I'll defer to to what well, may seem the obvious answer, but but the, I'll go with the All Blacks. Reg, um, well, yeah, I'm going their opponents this weekend. I'm going South Africa. I've I've mm. been bitten by the buzz. I, I just think um, I think their team settled, and we'll talk about my concerns over New Zealand a little bit later. Uh, the spine of their team, you know, their nine, ten, their back row, even. Malcolm Marks at hooker and I think just think it's set and it's quality and they're playing the right footy now I'm really impressed by them I'm I uh I think they've come on really well this last it's amazing since they've been taken over by Rassi Erasmus and uh I, I think they're peaking at the right time I think they'll be uh they're the ones to stop this World Cup yeah in, in saying that I think England and and Eddie's coaching you know they're a little bit odd aren't they you can never you know, we've we've been waiting for Eddie's sort of quirky impact on the team to you know start hitting them, and there's been some some failings and performances by them. But uh, I still back them to to go a fair way. I don't know if those two can end up on the same in the grand final, but uh, my favourite is South Africa. I think England are the next most likely. Yeah, look, um, I've got to say I, I agree with you. They're they're the two teams that kind of stick out to me. I mean, the fact that South Africa went to was it Dunedin? Where did they go? Where did they draw with the uh, the ABs in the in the in the in the tournament just recent, just gone? But um, yeah, I think so. 
yeah, the fact that they went and did that on New Zealand soil, that to me, that's like another little thing that people kind of are ignoring. Um, you know, and, and, and that, that's massive to be able to do that as a South African team. Um, I agree with you, the sort of footy that they're playing and, and the sort of dimensions that they've got. Um, they, you know, bring all sorts of different parts to a game that um, not many teams, uh, well, yeah, I think uh, New Zealand typically can, but I just think South Africa are doing it really, really well. If they want to, they can play a kicking game if they, and, and actually, as part of their game, they can play kicking and they can play loose. It's just, and they can, you know, tighten it up. And there's just all sorts of stuff. And then they're, you know, they're going to be, you know, happy in the heat. Um, and they're going to be fit as hell. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. If, if, if you've seen a picture of them, oh, my God, recently. Um, so Athletes. Yep. Yes, indeed. So I think they're going to be really, really tough. And then I think you've got Jones. I think you've got the Poms. Um, you know, I, <laughs> If anyone's got their team prepared, it'll be Eddie. Um, and he's a massive tournament tactician. Um, you know, we've seen it before. I think he's going to have them ripe. I think they're going to be another sort of exocet who's primed to take somebody out. And I just, I think New Zealand are just kind of just, someone's going to take New Zealand out. And well, um, along the way, I, I haven't plotted out their journey as far as who gets different swipes at them along the way, but... You know, if they hit South Africa or England before they potentially hit us, I mean, there's some real potential there. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And is it worth jumping to question four there, Matt, and just talking about, because we're kind of talking about it, you, you know, the question four was, I think, mm. which big dog will falter. Yeah. And the All Blacks are mine. And, you know, I've been questioning them this season. And, you know, they, they did struggle against Argentina. They obviously had the draw versus South Africa and then what happened in Perth. But the, the big thing for me and the All Blacks is, you know, they're going to struggle when they don't know their team. And I really get that sense with the, with the All Blacks at the moment. I, I don't think they've got their team locked in. They don't know what's best for Bowden Barrett and they're struggling at lock. And even their front row, they don't quite know yet. And, uh, you know, Kieran Reid's not on top of his game and he's really there on reputation as much as, you know, anything at the moment. They just, to me, they stink a little bit of those 99 teams where they had to put Christian Cullen in at 13. And, you know, they, they're just mixing things up. So I, I'm... I don't think they're, um, you know, they're, they're still the All Blacks. And as Hugh says, they're still, you know, pretty spectacular. But I, I, I don't get that level of confidence about them at all. Um, and and that the fact they just don't know their, team, their own team just yet is the biggest indicator for me. Well, you're so right in that, you know, everyone measures every other team by saying, well, the All Blacks wouldn't be playing somebody out of position. And you yeah. go, well, Bowden Barrett, like uh, yeah. best player in the world. Uh, <laughs> which, which, where is he playing? So, yeah, I, yeah. There's, and then, like you say, there's just been some really weird results that they've came that, that have come out. And yeah, they've loved to write off Perth as because maybe it's in Perth that doesn't count, or because Eden Park then happened, it didn't happen. But it did. They literally had 47 points put on them and looked completely impotent. I don't know how you walk away from that and go, yeah, everything's okay, guys. And it's not like, because I think we'd all agree, it's not like, you know, everything's completely humming with us. Yeah. Um, and, and so as much as you, yeah, I, I just don't think you can kind of write that off. But, yeah, so um, in terms of, yeah, who, who's going to win it, I, I, I um, 
Yeah, I agree that I actually think both South Africa and England are more consistent than Australia. Um, and I think they both have the ability, and we know they do have the ability to to beat the All Blacks. And I think the All Blacks are kind of faltering. So, um, well, yeah, I'd probably go South Africa as well, Reg. I think, yeah. I'd, I think I'd go with you on that one. Um, so that's number two. So that's two for the that's two for Safa, and that's one for um, the All Blacks. Um, so, you know, go put your money on. In the, in the bookies, I'm sure everyone will be racing off right now. Um, three, which underdog will surprise? I think this is an interesting one, actually. Um, Hugh, you want to lead us out on that? Yeah, looking at the looking at the draw, actually, I, I sort of said this question without uh, suggested this question without anyone in particular in mind, and it actually. <laughs> There's not much scope for, no, for underdogs, no, I'd suggest. No, no. I mean, you looked at the last World Cup and it was there were some spirited games and some un- great underdog performances, but no one really got up and challenged the tournament in in, in a way. And and it's probably still something that has eluded the Rugby World Cup for you know an underdog to make a deep run. It's just so hard to to perform um, you know back to back and 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 come up with one big game after another if you're a smaller nation. Look, the one I'll, I'll suggest is the most likely chance. Um, is Japan. Uh, obviously saw them beat South Africa at the last World Cup, which was probably the all-time biggest upset in the tournament. But you look at that pool and they've got Russia and Samoa, who you'd argue mm. they should beat even though Samoa looked pretty decent against us. Um, and then you've got Scotland and Ireland, and in front of a big home crowd, you reckon they might stand a chance at tipping over one of those two sides. I mean, I am always afraid of the Scots, um, and and the Irish, you know, they 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 obviously a decent side. So, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see them be beaten by both. But at the same time, of all of those sort of the teams that are that are outside the established nations, you would say, um, in every pool, I'd suggest that the Japanese have got the best chance of of getting up there and and snagging a quarter final spot. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That that pool is in the pool A, particularly because. Scotland can can drop their bundle every now and again. They'll you know they yeah. have a, a, a you know really quality game and they you know God how good's this first weekend? I'm really for, looking forward to hearing about it a couple of weeks down the track. <laughs> um, but you know, let alone the Saturday because on Sunday you got Ireland versus Scotland. Um, you know, sort mm. of prime time. So they're straight into it. Um, and then the following week, Japan play Ireland. So it's a you know it's a really fascinating pull that one when this question i read this question i immediately went to fiji um and i've sort of spoken about them already and i you know i probably don't feel as confident as i uh, was you know some months ago when i actually put money on them to top the pool but you know i still think you know they they just the quality of the players you know semi Radra is an exceptional player and um, you know he can if he gets some ball and is some of his outside backs um and God, you know, there's some quality in their forwards as well. So, you know, it's they've probably had their best preparation. Oh, they've undoubtedly had their best preparation for a World Cup um, yeah, of all time. And uh, you know, what with you know, the, the the NRC's played its role, and there's a there's probably half a dozen Drua guys in this team. Maybe not quite that much, but there's a fair chunk. Um, you know, they're working closer with the guys in Europe. Um, and uh, they've got a you know a very handy uh, you know test team uh, coaching team with 
them, including a number of Aussies. So, you know, Fiji are still the ones that sort of raise my concern, um, obviously in our pool, but I think they're a pretty good chance of, uh, of getting through as well. Right, but so they've got to knock off either us or us Wales. Us or us right? or Wales, yeah, yeah. Right, jeez, okay. Um, that's uh, pretty chunky uh, for them to get through. Look, I, I also struggled with finding somebody. Um, uh, kind of went with where Hugh was going with Japan, but also in that same pool, I was like Scotland. Like they're bloody good, uh, you know, spoilers and battlers. And, and um, we've seen that in, you know, the last World Cup, for example, when we just kind of snuck by. But, you know, you kind of go, okay, so it's just, they've got the same problem as Japan. Like, you sneak through Pool A and you end up against the winner of Pool B. Yeah. Um, or if you happen to jag somehow winning Pool A over Ireland, then, you know, the runner-up of Pool B, which – so it's either South Africa or New Zealand. You go, okay, end the tournament. Sorry, guys. Um, and, and I think the only team there that's got a chance of kind of knocking off either one of those two is, is Ireland. So – yeah, it's it's kind of hard to find, and and um, yeah, you, I guess you got a death ride probably well Australia or Wales um, to to see Fiji coming through, but I don't know, Reg, that's not bad. I mean, have you? Is that what you're banking on paying for your family trip to the US? <laughs> I wasn't ballsy enough to put that much money on it, but um, yeah, I mean, they're paying pretty handy odds a while ago, but um, you know, it was yeah, they, they haven't quite clicked. In, in some of their test matches since then. Um, but, yeah, you know, they, they still concern me as a team. And they are, you know, they haven't performed at every World Cup, but they have this habit of stepping up at World Cups. And uh, and I think, again, these conditions will suit them in Japan. So who knows? And I heard some people while we were on this subject sort of talking about saying, you know, the, the, the last couple of World Cups, it was like, wow, how the gap is closing. That was always the conversation, wasn't it? Um, how the gap was closing and how some of these second-tier teams are going to be able yeah. to kind of make that step on and, you know, who knows where they'll be next. Not quite sure that's happened. Um, would, would, would you guys agree? I guess the defining one there is I don't think – and we saw this in the last World Cup, and if you remember back, um, there were some some very good games there. I don't think we'll get the 100-point thrashings. I think that's a thing of the past. Um You've always got to look at, you know, when New Zealand play, they've got a habit of, you know, flat track bullying. And I guess what they do to Namibia or Canada might blow it out. But I, I don't think, I mean, even Apple, Georgia and Uruguay, God, you know, their, their forward pack could boss us around if we're not on our game. Um, mm. and, and Russia have come on. So, yeah, I don't think there'll be those. I think that's the big determinant. So um, I, I don't think we'll see those those big thrashes. It's whether we get any upsets is probably the, uh, the big one. Righto. So then we're into which big gun will falter. So I think, Reg, you've given us a bit of a, a sight on that one, um, and I tend to agree. So, Hugh, who, who are you going to pick? Look, I feel like long-time listeners of the podcast might see this coming. Oh, uh, yes! I know, I know what it's going to be. <laughs> but I, I genuinely think that, that Ireland... Uh, in trouble. <laughs> um, Here comes the comments thread. Look, I think yeah. Well, look, I hope I hope the Very Irish wrong. fans that I attracted in That's 2011 false. are still with us uh, eight years later. Um, I suspect they probably aren't. But look, <clears throat> um, as I said back then, and I stand by now, and it's still true to this day. 
Irish have never made a World Cup semi-final, you know? Um, so this idea that they're going to come in and potentially threaten to loft the trophy, well, put it this way, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and you know, they got dusted by 50-odd uh, a few weeks ago. Um, they have obviously you know, some form on the board from the last two years, but I just wonder that they might have peaked a bit early. And I think that they will probably top their pool, but I suspect then coming up against uh, potentially, I suspect they're coming up against... South Africa? Uh, or, South- or New Zealand, one of the two. Oh, I've got it yeah. right here. Corey Mal, I've got this great predictor. Yeah, New Zealand. Because uh, I've, I've tipped South Africa to beat New Zealand. So it'll be South Africa or New Zealand. So they're coming up against South Africa or New Zealand and, and in the in the quarterfinal. And I've got to say, they've never beaten... No, they have beaten New Zealand. They just... They've Twice. got, you know, the wood on New Zealand after their last few starts. But I'm, I'm tipping South Africa and New Zealand in that particular game. Um, so, look, thanks to all the Irish listeners of this podcast. Um, but I'd say, guys, get set for yet another quarterfinal exit and who's you know you, you'd be pretty used to it by now so i suppose it's not going to hurt you too much but um you know they, i think it's going to happen again guys yeah. uh reg did you want to throw anyone else in there outside uh, of new zealand look i i just probably wanted to to finish add another little thing to a comment i made in the last one again in that australia fiji game so australia being the one that could fall fiji have been much like japan did with south africa four years ago Fiji have been focusing on this game since mm. the draw came out. So they have been all about this game um, versus Australia. So just And they have, like I said, a lot of Australians in their high-performance coaching team. So they know these players very well. Just just another layer, level of my wariness about what they could do to us. Oh, mate, you're starting to suck me into this whole thing. I'm getting bloody nervous about that too. <laughs> It would be it would be a classic Aussie, wouldn't it? Go in there, win, lose oh, that first first you know, game, just, just shit us all up for the rest of the tournament. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah okay. I'm just going to double down on my New Zealand. I think someone is going to beat New Zealand in this tournament. Um, you know, well, even if it's in the final, um, I don't think they've got it to to you know to to smash everybody unless they somehow fluke an absolutely awesome quarterfinal. Um, yeah, I think as long as they come up with some against someone decent in the quarterfinal, I don't think they make it through the through the final. Um, did I say quarter? It might be sorry, the semi. Yeah, they need to hit someone decent in the semi is what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, right, let's. Uh, so that's who's going to fault it. Last one. Um, who will be the player of the tournament? Uh, Rich. Oh mate, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 can so can I, I go to sub question? Can I add a sub question? Who will be a, the Australian player of the tournament? The, the standout. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's something we might be able to answer. <laughs> well, look, I, I, if I, if I'm sticking with South Africa as the champions, and I, so I'll say the players of tournaments coming from them. I, I think it's a Faf de Klerk or a Malcolm Marks. Malcolm Marks probably came first to mind, but I think Faf at number nine will play a significant role in this team. Um, so, you know, that's my continuity there. From an Aussie perspective, wow. Um, I, I think, oh, it's all, uh, I'll say Izzy Nasarani. I, I just think his consistency, I think he's stepped up at every every stage this year. He's always played well in every game he's played. So I, I think he'll be our standout. Cool. Hugh? Look, yeah, I, th- I think um, 
I mean, sticking if if I'm going New Zealand, then I'm saying it's probably Richie Moanga. Um, Brody Ritalik a chance if he can be fit, um, as well. Um, in terms of the Wallabies, I think it could be Samu Karevi's World Cup. Um, from that perspective, I I think he was showing some real signs in 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 some late Wallaby games, and I think he might be the man. Michael Hooper's the other one. I think we yeah. probably gloss over him a little bit too much. Um, you know, being as consistently outstanding as he is, but um. Uh, I think hopefully a little bit out from David Pocock's shadow in this World Cup, and he might, you know, be uh, able to able to show what he's what he's made of. And and obviously we hope David Pocock can can be sensational as he has been, or at least be a contributor off the bench for this team. But um, I think yeah, those two are the ones I'd be expecting to to uh, to come good and have big tournaments. The other one I think could be Taniela Tupo if he he, he yep. started to get some. Um, he runs on the board too in in some of those tests. So look, I, I think that that could be the the other one to watch out for. What yeah, you, Matt? I, I, yeah, I didn't quite go into the same amount of logic as you did there, uh, <laughs> Reg. Which is that I, whilst agreeing with you that so I'm behind South Africa to probably go further than anybody else, um, I still, in terms of player of the tournament, I, I find it hard to go past Baden Barrett. I just yep. think uh, the just the skill that that guy oozes um and i still don't see the mawanga over him i'm afraid so i know there's lots of mawanga fans and they're probably people who watch much more rugby and super rugby than i do um still haven't seen it at test level and i still you know every time barrett gets an inch of space um he's just quite amazing and which just doubles down on that whole thing about the fact that they don't quite know where to play that guy yep. shows the sort of questions that they've got Yep, they're concerned about his goalkeeping, which is the only reason Mwanga's there. I reckon he's a good player, but you know, I don't think they uh, they've got concerns about Barrett's goalkeeping. When they, you start making those decisions, that's when there's uh, there's flaws. That's another one there. Gotta love it. And then um, yeah, I, and then the other bit was I'm sorry, I was off the back of what you guys were saying. I was then struggling or more thinking about who do I find. I mean, um, as, for for the Australian, and oh, I'm really struggling to go yeah. past um, Hooper. I thought. He had an absolutely stunning game, especially in that um, Kiwi victory. And if we're going to do well, I think it will be largely because he plays well. Um, would love to think Poey's going to have a, a, you know, like a real great swan song, but I can't help but think that they're kind of babying him him through, which I hate to say it. I'd love to think he's a fully fit Poey, but he just hasn't been for like two years. I think we're hoping to get one or two great games out of him rather than a, a, than a full sort of series, but fine if he does it off the bench. Um, I saw, um, uh, you know, uh, Cully um, uh, out of uh, the Fairfax papers or the ex-Fairfax papers, the yep. nine papers now, um, talking about Nick White. Uh, poor Cully, sorry. Yeah. Uh, talking about Nick, Nick White. And you've got to say, like, he's had a breakout season. Um, could he actually push, you know, to, to kind of go from, you know, I guess, great performing super rugby player and international player and kind of breakthrough. Um, that's going to be fascinating to see, but I still retreat back to Hooper. I think if the Aussies, if we actually go deep and do well, then it's going to have to be Hooper who's going to do it. Um, so there are the five questions we had, but I, I just guess I wanted to get just the general vibe and, and, and how you guys are both kind of thinking about it. Obviously, Reg, you're not that fucked because you're going to the States. So... <laughs> Um, but, I, but, you know, how, how are you feeling about it? Mate, I am. Um, it's funny. I've been, I've been flat out with everything, so I haven't. Thank God for social media. I, it has really caught me in. I'm 
blown away by the what we're seeing out of Japan. Did you see the footage of what fifteen thousand Japanese watching the Welsh train? No. Um, singing the anthem, singing the Welsh anthem, Land of Our Fathers. It was oh, wow. phenomenal. So I, they, I, I'm waiting to hear some more reports. I've asked, asked a few journos, I think Georgina Robinson's heading over there tonight, and I said, is it legit or is it staged? I, w- I want to know and understand if this is, you know, genuinely they've caught the bug a little bit or if it's just mm. very coordinated. But, um, yeah, this some of the footage I'm seeing through uh, social media has, has, you know, really uh, blown away. I heard uh, Brett Gosper saying the other day, I think it's 95% of tickets are sold. So that's amazing. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah, bring it on. It, it's, it is great. And, you know, I, I, and again, I tweeted this the other day. I think there was some footage of um, just some young kids just high-fiving the, oh, the South Africans at an open training session. And I was like, this is what the World Cup's about. It's, you know, kids enthusiastic about the sport. It's these great, you know, different cultures mixing and melding and the, the players were loving it. It's it, it really got me buzzed about, you know, what we enjoy this um, and, you know, the Rugby World Cup is generally a global event. You know, it might not be football World Cup, but it's we have got nations represented from all over the place, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think you've got to recognise that we're looking at it through a particular lens of the last four years in Australian rugby, which has been our, you know, quadrennium horribilis. Um, you know, in terms of what's sort of gone on in terms of results and the Western force and blah, 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 blah. Like it's, 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 it's kind of drawn itself out. And if you're anybody else, um, almost like, you know, especially like, like a Wales, I mean, my God, you know, going in there, like you've just been number one in the world, um, Ireland, you know, you've actually got some New Zealand scalps to take with you, even with Hughes bitter, uh, forecast. Um, if, if you're if you're the Poms, you've got to feel like, yeah, we can do this. We can beat anyone on our day, um, and we're pumped up. If you're the South Africans, you've got to be going in there, going, yeah, look, you know, look at the great results we've got, drawing with New Zealand, and 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 you know, and uh, drawing with us, and, and and smashing us at home. So you've got to go, hey, we think we can do this too. So there's got to be a lot of people going in there thinking, you know, really positive thoughts about this, and I. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I think I'm just starting to snap out of it. Um, Hugh, what about but, you? Well, yeah, but you know what, Matt? I think it's just the nature of modern sport in a way. And I, I think you're saying, well, you know, we're we're not particularly excited about it. Or we're not looking forward to it in a way that we once once might have. But I mean, we've just come off an Ashes series, and I was like that going into the Ashes too. You know, two days before you go, oh, geez, the first test's on in two days' time. But all of a sudden, mm. after the first day of cricket, I thought, oh, this is fantastic, you know, how great. And, of course, I've watched most of the series. Same with the Cricket World Cup before that. You know, it's this sort of thing, you were kind of vaguely where it's about to happen, but then you go, oh, crap, it's two days away. Um, yeah. And, like, that's what we are now for the Rugby World Cup. I think, um, you know, but once that whistle blows, I think we'll be hooked and we'll see the crowds and all of a sudden you remember all of the great things that you love about the Rugby World Cup, which is those games between you know, Scotland and Samoa or, you know, the, the the minnows playing off against each other and the players that you've never heard of that all of a sudden are sensational and, and the players with amazing backstories and the or the old players that seemingly have been around for, for 30 years still still playing and, and or, you know, the, these little things that you love about the World Cup. And, and, and so I think that's going to come flooding back pretty quickly. And, and I, I reckon this time next week, you know, um, 
in on this podcast and and Reg is dialing in from you know somewhere uh in in the you know in the Chattanooga or wherever he's going uh, uh some back blocks of of uh, Tennessee um and and I think we'll be much more excited and have much more to discuss because the other thing that Matt that's going to be great about this for us anyway is the time zones you know all yeah. of a sudden we're not having to stay up till three in the bloody morning we we've got games all through. You know, starting at I think you know 11 or 12 in the day and running through till late at night, but uh, it's just perfect prime time viewing. And and I certainly know my fiance is absolutely psyched to uh, to have me uh, <laughs> camped on the couch for the next month or so. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, and I've got to say also, um, you know, for anybody who's going, I'm very very envious. I think it's yep. going to be the most amazing uh, experience. I've not actually been to Japan, which is actually the reason I can't go. Um, because my family are hanging to go to Japan, um, and it's it was like um, uh, yeah, and, and I've got um, HSCs going on and all sorts of stuff, so there was no way I was going to bugger off whilst the family stayed here. So yeah, we're going to do that family trip probably probably next year, um, or for, is it Olympics next year? For so the probably Olympics, not yeah. Next year. <laughs> yeah, probably not next year. But at some stage in between or after. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to miss that. But if you're managing to get away, and I know a lot of bump, I know lots yeah. of people who are, I think you're going to have an absolute cracker because I think it's going to be just one of those experiences um, that, that's going to be amazing. And uh, I agree with you, Hugh. I think once that excitement gets going. And I do think, look, I, in all those predictions we gave tonight, I think what we're all agreeing is there's so many ways this could pan out. So many ways that this can pan out. And if anything, I think it's going to surprise us. I think it's going to be one of those that, oh, just imagine New Zealand goes early. Oh, that just, you know, and we see the emergence of another superpower. I mean, yeah, everyone's kind of trying to dismiss the fact that there are other um, countries that are becoming first and second in the world. And, yeah, I get it that, like, you know, Wales has actually never beat New Zealand yet. They were for a while there first. But it's also, it's only happening because... New Zealand is losing some games yep. and, you know, they're being pulled back to the pack. If they were still as dominant as they were, that would not be happening. So, you know, the, the algorithm doesn't completely lie. Um, there's some interesting stuff that's going on there and I, it's just getting tighter at the top. We've seen it happening for, you know, a few cycles now. And look, I think it's going to pay out. I think anything could happen in this World Cup and it probably will, um, which will be good for rugby, I think, including potentially another black swan event um <laughs> so any any more around the grounds that we need to have what's reg come on you're, you're into everything what's going on what am i missing no no it? look nrc's NRC. around round four western force uh sweeping away with it new south wales country uh a bit of the surprise packets new south wales fans should be very pleased to know their two teams uh did very well last week uh sydney in particular, upset Queensland country played very well. Uh, first round of the uni uh, women's sevens, national sevens competition kicked off in University of Queensland, um, and that was fantastic. And UQ won that as well. So uh, lots going on, but yes, all focus Rugby World Cup. Awesome. All righty. Well, we're, we're going to have to uh, get our spurs back on here and, and, and get this thing going. I think once it kicks off, I don't think you're going to be able to stop us, are you? No, it's going to be great. Okay, well, we'll keep the seat warm for you, Rich, for when you get good back. Good stuff. Look forward to it. I'll be listening. All right. Good one. All right, boys. Good to talk to you, and, well, be good, everybody. Enjoy. It's about to begin. <laughs> 
Eels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a de Beer.